right now we've basically um, added solar. So that's one of our big promotion right now. We're trying to basically make the world energy independent. <laughs> What's going on everyone? Justin Ledford here. I'm the host of Real Construction Owners Podcast where we interview real owners of multi-million dollar construction companies. So you can learn and go from being a stressed out operator to becoming a real owner who achieves healthy profit and a thriving business without having to figure it all out on your own. Today we have a very special guest and a friend of mine, Omar Ajali, the owner of O&M Construction Services out of Houston, Texas. He has a very successful insurance restoration business and just recently got into federal construction contracts as well. If you listen all the way to the end, you'll be able to benefit from the mistakes and the lessons that he learned while completing a $200,000 flood claim. Let's go. Welcome to the Real Construction Owners Podcast with our special guest, Omar, with Owning Construction out of Houston, Texas. How you doing, Omar? Life is great. I'm here just, you know, trying to help my good friend of mine get along and get more of us out into the public eye. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. You know, one of the things I like about you is you're always got a smile on your face and you're always willing to help those in need. And of course, your faith, your faith-filled family man, just like myself. But let's go back a little bit. Talk to our audience how you got started into construction and w drive us down memory lane. Well, I got into this business about 2012. Um, actually, I was reluctant to get into it. My wife actually pushed me into it. Uh, I was actually leaning towards, you know, medical sales. That's really what I wanted to do. And a white-collar boy, you know, going into medical offices, you know, selling equipment, that type of stuff. But I had also interviewed for a roofing company, and um you know, I thought it was a good idea, but I was feeling, you know, the other opportunity better than roofing sales. And so uh, after a couple of weeks, you know, my wife said, hey, why don't you? You know, the other folks didn't call back. You know, I had a great interview, but they didn't have a call back. So my wife basically said, why don't you go back, you know, why don't you reach out to that roofing company that you were planning on getting hired with? I said, okay, well, I guess I'll, take I guess I'll call them back. So I reluctantly <laughs> went back. And uh, it was the best decision I ever made. And so it's been gravy ever since. So after being with them for about a year, uh, great owner. Uh, eventually I left, started my own company in 2013, September 2013. So O&M Construction Services have been in business for about nine years and a couple of months or so. What has been some of your biggest, your, your one of your biggest challenges recently in the construction industry? Well, I mean, right now, you know, we're always finding insurance companies, you know. They're trying to tighten the noose on us, you know, trying to pay pay out less, pay for less claims, keep more of the, you know, the client's money. As so I've been challenging, but we're still getting claims approved because, you know, got to get out there and work. And our sales is a numbers game after all. So we're out there hustling. My guys out there selling. It has been a little bit challenging. You know, some of them have had denials, so they're a little bit like, oh, man, this is ridiculous. So, well, never be discouraged. Just get out there and see more people. Uh, eventually, you'll get, your, you'll get more than your fair share of business as long as you're out there in front of the people, you know, talking to them uh, and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, yeah that's been you do, right now. 
through the waiting for the insurance, trying to get them to pay out, then taking yep. forever, then denying roofs. Have you ever have you ever done the appraisal process? I've heard about appraisal. I've never done one. Um, I know it's another path to take, um, but I generally just simply do a reinspection, which is an in-house reinspection, or I basically hire you know a public adjusting firm that I've used for the last five or six years. And they have been incredible. They get all my claims approved. So, nice. but if there's nice. no claim ever denied, just delayed. So, yep. so I don't mind. They deny also. I'm, I'm going to give it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I did that for several years, the the public adjuster route. But yeah. recently, I, I, I'm always trying new things. And the appraisal process, there's a Facebook group called the Lump Sum Contractor with Bradley Gardner. And okay. he teaches, like, how to get lump sum contract approved using the appraisal process. And Omar, I'm telling you, as a brother in the insurance restoration industry, dude, it has been a game changer. Like we're getting claims paid faster. We're getting higher dollar per square uh, than we've ever got before. Okay. And a lot of times the insurance company doesn't even want to go. They're like, no, can we just settle at 35000 and not have to go the appraisal route? That happens 20% of the time when, when our homeowner sends in the paperwork. Mm. Okay. So there's a to consider that. Yeah, I now take almost all my files to appraisal unless my appraiser says no, it's not worth it, um, because he has a good reputation in the industry. And okay. if he says it's not worth it, then I just supplement it. But you and I are in the same boat, and our listeners are in the same boat. They you're waiting forever to get paid by these insurance companies, and then you know they're delaying, they're denying and fending. We all know that. Oh, yeah. What's, uh, what's a, a hole in your business, uh, something that you know you, you need to improve on? Because on this podcast, I ask questions that are straight up, and, and it's going to help not only you realize where you're at, but where you need to go. Where is somewhere in your business you know you need to work on to make it fl- flourish? Well, the area that I definitely am lacking, I've always been in the hunt for a good sales manager. Um, you know, production is production. Um, you have supplements here to take care of. But having a sales manager to come in who's responsible for hiring the sales team, developing the sales team, sit training the sales team will take a lot out of my you know, out of my plate. Because I, right now I'm doing, you know, onboarding them, I'm training them and so on and so forth. I like to be hands on when it comes to training. That way I know that what they've been taught by me is what they put out in the field. And mm-hmm. so but um, I definitely need to plug that hole of having a dedicated sales manager. And I'm not going to get anyone. I'd rather find someone internally who's already working for me where they can then develop to become that sales manager. And I think I found a guy who's supposed to come into more of an interview. He's actually, a, he calls himself a Lee Hate disciple. <laughs> he actually bought the program on his own. Wow. He actually bought as a pro. He actually bought Sky D, Sky Diamond Elite on his own, just because he wow. wanted to learn. So he's already come ready made and already knows the processes. He's already been through the, every module in Sky Diamond University. That's incredible, man. You are yeah. truly blessed, Omar. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having him come in tomorrow because I told him, hey, my wife is the one who hires, who says gives a final yeses. So if you want that sales man, managerial job, you come in and prove yourself as a sales rep first. And then when she sees what you're doing, 
she's more apt to give you that salary position. Love it. Love it. You know, that's what happened with us. Omar, perhaps I can shine some light to you what we did, and maybe it'll help you, and it'll also help our listeners. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Definitely. So I did the same thing. I searched and searched, but I had to find somebody within. It was a salesperson um, that kept showing up, doing good things, and then we offered to pay him. I said, hey, what do you want? Like, if you were to be my sales manager, what do you want? Instead of trying to say, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that. I said, what do you want? He said, well, I'd like $400 a week and I'd like uh, 1% off of all on my team sales. And I said, okay, let me talk to my partner, my wife. She's also my business partner. And then we li- we listed out a bunch of KPIs or key performance indicators, okay? We'll give you that, but you got to, you know, run a Tuesday meeting. You got to uh, run a Saturday meeting. You got to be out in the field Three days a week minimum, you have to bring in three con- three contracts a week um, and a bunch of other KPIs. And he said, that's awesome. And we used the Lee Hate model that you and I are both a part of, which is phenomenal. Yep. And he's on the phone right now uh, putting people through to my Thursday call, the, the thing that Lee Hate teaches. Nice. And since then, since then, we've opened up uh, two new markets about an hour away from, about an hour away from where we live because- nice. Um, what we're talking about right here, right now. Nice, nice. Yeah. Sweet. So that's what, I'm looking to, that's what I'm looking to do with this guy. And perhaps you might share with me some of your KPIs as well. I know Lee's got them in the in the system, but maybe you send me an email when I sit down with him. Uh, like I said, he's coming as a sales rep, so I'm probably going to give him a good, you know, three or six. He's already been selling too, by the way. He's already he's already a salesman. So I think by him coming in, I probably give him a three to six month window to prove himself. But if you can definitely share with me the, your KPIs so I can know when I sit down with them, I kind of give them a roadmap and then, you know, see what happens then. But it looks like he's going to be a keeper, man. And if I can get this guy to come in, yeah, I'll, I'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be all right. Amen. You know, that's the thing. We as business owners, we sometimes have to wear a bunch of different hats. And yep. our goal our goal is to be an owner, not an operator. We, we Our goal is to go from stressed out, doing a bunch of things, to yep. being able to be at the top sharing our vision and empowering people. And we all started a different journey. And how I met you is you sold, what, like 400 roofs in one year? You were like, the, like one of the best salesmen that I ever heard of. Is, can you talk to us <laughs> about that story? Well, I mean, it's, three, you know, it's, more, it's below 400, but it's just that I personally touched them. And so whether they were mine personally, um, but this was a majority of them were mine. So, you know, some were touched by other salespeople, but, I mean, this is what I did. And it's all about work ethic. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah, you may have talent, the ability to speak to the client, overcome objections, but I'm the type of guy that you have to put in the work because the numbers don't lie. You know, so at the end of the day, I just went out there and worked hard, and I got in front of the people face-to-face, and I had personal contact. And eventually, that eventual that eventually basically yields fruit. So yes, I can do three, four hundred a year, but still, you have to get out there and meet the people. Yeah. So that's yep. the people that make our business work. It's not us individually. So we need our clients to to run our businesses. Without the clients, we can't have a business. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody just getting started off. What are some of the mistakes new owners do? that maybe you've done, maybe I've done, 
that you could say to help them avoid those to become an owner and not necessarily an operator? Well, sometimes I'm hearing stories about some of my guys in this market struggling and um, talking to one of the subs. You probably know, you know, uh, Victor Padron. But I think that their struggles that they're having right now is as owners, they have not gone, they're not going out there and working. Now, it's good to be an owner, to oversee everything, share your vision with the team, but you have to set the example of work. You know, if you're sitting yeah. behind, uh, you know, behind the computer desk, you know, armchair quarterback, and you're not getting out there in the field and showing your guys and leading them and say, this is how it's done, then you may struggle when you lose a, a key superstar. You know, the number one sales guy decides, I'm going to start my own business. Well, you've been sitting behind the desk all day long. All of a sudden, oh, I just lost 10, 15 deals a month. And yeah. so that's one of the mistakes our owners make is that they're not leading by example of work ethic in, in the field where they're showing their guys, hey, this is how it's done. I may be the owner, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outwork you. I'm going yeah. to basically take the baton. I'm going to show you how this is done. It's called activity in the field, activity in the field. You, you can learn everything else. I mean, we have Skydam University. has all the modules or tools. You can learn all the theory. <laughs> all you want. You better get out there and work in the field to put the theory to to work. So that's one of the mistakes our most owners make in this business is that, yeah, we want to build a team. And when the team gets bigger, we have a tendency to just sit on our laurels and say we've arrived. And we'll just collect the check. But you wait until you lose a couple of superstars, you're going to be hurting. <laughs> so that's really good advice. I'm going to unpack that a little bit. You know, so many people, once they get a few people under them, they stop putting in the work, is what you're saying. And then they wonder why their business starts to decline. Yeah. Now, moving forward, what would you say is one of the most challenging jobs or the riskiest jobs you've ever taken on? And what was it that you learned from that job? Um, well, I know we had a remodel job, which was a over $200,000 job. And my wife, due to the client's attitude, said, don't take this job. I said, well, they've already signed a contract. I've already helped them through the insurance process. The check's already coming in. I know she's going to be a headache. <laughs> she's meticulous. She wants everything done a certain way. I said, but at the end of the day, you know, we have to follow through what we promised to do. Uh, long story short, yes, it was challenging. There was, I mean, we had to redo the whole interior of the house after the flood. And I had other flood clients as well, but this one was more special because she pretty much went in and just upgraded the whole house. I mean, she even mm-hmm. spent money out of her own pocket to get the house the way she wanted it. So we had some challenges there, you know, material, you know, countertops that she didn't like. She wanted to get new ones. And it was just it was a little bit of a headache. But my wife and her are the, you know, pretty good friends now. So that pretty much told my wife, since she was so good at customer service, you handle her. We'll deal with the yeah. construction, but you deal with the tender loving. And then, um, but, yeah, it was challenging, but it was pretty it was fun in the end. It paid its dividends. What would you say you learned from that? Well, at the end of the day, you learn the fact that, you know, you, you treat – every customer the way you want to be treated, but also 
say, hey, life's supposed to be challenging. You can't run away from challenges. Just because someone is difficult. Yeah, sometimes we always want to walk with someone. This is not even worth it. But at the end of the day, you know, you've made a commitment to a system to help. And at the end of the day, we'll also get paid big checks for big, you know, to, to fix big problems. So, um, you know, I'm the type of person, my attitude is such that I've never seen life as a challenge or any circumstance because my just my personality is like, hey, it can be done. Let's get it done. So I've yeah. never really focused so much on challenges. Um, life happens, man. You know, I so love come, it. Come, come what may and love it. I love it. You know, with with you out in Houston, uh, it's it's a tough market, but I know it can be done because for seven years of my first seven years, we did a ton of business out in Houston. And then obviously, I moved to Central Texas. Yeah. And I met some of your team. You've got some real sharp guys, and it seems like you're doing something special over there. Uh, you're doing solar. You're doing roofing. You got remodeling. If somebody wanted to reach out to you and you know have a conversation about you know seeing what you offer, how could they reach out to you? Well, um, they have a social presence now, social media presence. So um, they can definitely reach O&M Construction Services on our Facebook, Google, and I have a 4.8 rating in Google. Um, but, of course, they can always call the office, uh, 713-234-7518. So we're in Stafford, and so, um, but that's how they can reach me. Um, they can reach me at the office, and they can call my cell phone. Um, eight three two nine six nine two two four six. So we can talk. Nice. Talk to me real quick before we go about what your goals are right now. Actually, my goals are really to just expand the company. Um, you know, because of the way that the company's structured, my goal has always been to bring in key individuals. I've got a project manager who's coming in starting in July. He's actually a sales rep. Uh, who was actually recommended by uh, Lee Haight because he actually worked for Lee five years ago in San Antonio as his project manager. Nice. So he's coming on board now to be a project manager. This new guy coming on board to be a sales manager is going to be a blessing. I've got a marketing media a media marketing guy in my office now. I've got a pretty strong office manager. And my wife, of course, is involved as well. So I'm getting these key positions filled. And as we continue to hire more people, but I'm trying to expand. Of course, solar is a big. It's going to be a big game changer. Of course, you and I know you're in government contracts. I've just hired a government contract um, guy, who's had who basically has experience in government contracts and did it. And uh, come up with Janet Berry. I was told you about Janet. Janet's yeah. mentoring him right now. He's probably he's got about 20 million that he's working on right now, bro. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, we got a few projects that we're not starting to bid on. And I told him it's a numbers game with government contracts. It's a numbers game. You just throw in the bids, send them out. Yep. You, That's we're going to get, get ours. So eventually, yeah. uh, 20, you know, 10, 10 million, 20 million in gross at revenue. Yeah, I see that happening 30, 40. Once we enter the government contract business, it's over. Once solar starts going off, it's going to be, I mean, it's ridiculous. So I see some tremendous growth and expansion pretty quickly within a year or two when we marry everything together and everything starts rolling and gelling. Yeah, so... I love it. I love it. I believe I, because, you know, your ability to, if you do good on this earth, it, all we are is farmers. You know, a farmer, all they do is they plant their seeds, they tend right. to their crops, and then the good Lord produces the yield. 
And that's yep. what we are. We, we're farmers of people. We, we bring yep. them the opportunity. We cultivate them. We help them. And the good Lord, what does he do? He blesses us with opportunity. That's right. I know you're going to do, do your $20 million because you're doing the government contracts. You're already crushing it or roofing. And solar is the new gold rush. You and I are both yep. on that. Yeah. Omar, I appreciate you so much. And thanks for hopping on a quick call. And um, I look forward to doing this again, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. God bless my golly, Miss Molly. It's our golly. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, brother. Right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.